a specific morsel of bread, and, uh, and he left to betray the Savior. About 8 p.m., Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane. He goes there to pray. You don't realize that's, that's the night before he got crucified. There's a lot of events that happens in a very short time. Things accelerate here. About 9 p.m., Judas, okay, this is guesstimates, right? Judas leads the soldiers to Jesus and the other apostles, and our Lord is arrested. Now, just for a moment, if we just stop the story there. It's already a rough night. I'm going to have a meal with my friends. Now, Jesus was prepared. He's not like us. But if you just look at it from a human perspective, I'm going to share a meal with my friends. And you know what? It's a stunning meal. We are breaking the bread. We are looking at one another. We are having an incredible time. We're having communion. Two hours later, I'm going to get arrested. Most of the disciples flee, except for Peter and John. Some of them have some fight in them as well. But now from around 9 p.m. until midnight, the night gets worse. Jesus starts his trials. There's six of them. He goes to Annas, a high priest, to be tried, but he sends Jesus to his son-in-law, Caiaphas. And when he goes to Caiaphas, that's often called the night trial, and it's before the Sanhedrin. There's a council of Jewish leaders. Jesus is on trial. Now, when, he, when he's briefly at Annas, he self-proclaimed toughest follower denies him for the first time. Jesus gets sent to Caiaphas. Peter trials along. During that trial, Peter denies him twice. And the rooster crows. It's a tough night. Your friends are also falling. You are arrested. You are being trialed. Your friends are falling. They deny. They know you. And it seems like Jesus goes to sleep. Am I right? No, no. During that second trial, the one before the Sanhedrin, it's when the temple gods blindfold our Lord and they start to beat him. They put a crown. No, they ask him to prophesy for them and they blindfold him and they beat him. Right. That's the night that started with a meal. What do you think at that moment, if you are Jesus, if you're a human, what is in your heart at that moment? What a day. The Lord spends the evening in the dungeon of Caiaphas' house. Okay. The next morning, Jesus is brought for a brief trial before the Sanhedrin again, and then they send him to Pilate. Pilate doesn't want to try him. He passes the ball to Herod. So Jesus is literally being carried from one person to the next. I don't know. I don't have analogies for that. <laughs> I always have, but I don't have, I don't have anything for that. When Jesus, comes the, oh, when Jesus is sent to Pilate for the first time away from the Sanhedrin, Judas comes back with the money. He says, no, 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 no. I made a mistake. Things happen. They deny him. He goes and kills himself probably before 12 o'clock. More or less. Jesus is tried before Pilate again. Herod sends him back. This is a long trial. We 
hear about that trial. That's where Pilate says, what is truth? And he wants to relieve Barabbas, but the Jews, Jesus' own people, out of heaven, he's been walking with them through the ages, says, we'll rather have Barabbas than Jesus. What is in his heart? What is he experiencing, our Savior? What is in his mind? I want to know what he's feeling, what he's thinking, because I want to be like him, and this is his moment, the saddest moment in the world where the only innocent man in the history of the world will be sinned against, crucified, but it's also the moment of glory where our Savior will die for us. What is he thinking? What is in his heart? I want to know. So I want to be like him. Around 10 o'clock, the crowds ask for Jesus to be crucified. He's scorched, he's hit, he's crowned with thorns, he's cloaked in purple, and he's mocked. Beaten so bad, he probably struggles to carry his cross. Now, no one wants someone on the cross over to the next day because then it'll be on the Sabbath, that will not work. And, and the pace probably at which Jesus is carrying the cross is too slow. He's not going to die today. The man cannot walk. He's broken to pieces. So they find another man, Simon of Serene, come here, you're going to help this man carry. Jesus sees this. And I wonder, what is he thinking about this man helping him? Now, for that man, just for interesting sake, to carry a cross is extremely shameful. It's extremely shameful. And Jesus see, also sees what's being done to this man. He's being forced by the gods to carry the cross. I don't know, maybe he, maybe in his heart he knew the Lord. Scripture doesn't tell us, but he carried the cross for our Lord. A lot of things transpiring. This is all the gospels being put together. Jesus is stripped of his clothes. They take his last possessions, his bloody clothes. Sell it to one another. And they put a sinner on the right and a sinner on the left. What is on his mind? I want to know. In that moment, when they lift him up with one sinner to the right and to the left, he says the following words. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. How is it possible that after a day like that, such forgiveness flows out of the heart of a man? I want to know, because I want to be a little bit like that, but I'm not like that. I don't even have patience for my children at home. <laughs> I don't even have patience in traffic. How do I get there? Have this mind in you? which is yours in Christ Jesus. I'm in trouble. Maybe I can forgive when I'm on a good wicket and I feel good. Maybe I can forgive when the worship was great and I feel inspired. But what about that? That's what I long for. That's what I want. I marvel at that. We should marvel at that. Interesting sake, just when I told you a story of the account, Jesus died probably around 3 o'clock. Blood and water flowed from him, and then maybe a little before five, a man named J Joseph gives Jesus a tomb, and probably before six o'clock, stone is in front of a tomb. 
Now, I have a great invitation, but a great dilemma. For if you forgive others, their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you not forgive others, their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And I am challenged when I look at the heart of my Savior when he was being crushed, what came out. I don't feel like that. When I am being crushed by circumstances and you, and you squash me, sometimes there's other things that comes out. But I'm after this. How can I have what he had on the cross? And it's a good question to ask. How do you do this? How is this possible? And I think scripture helps us with that. Ephesians 4, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger, there's those things that I sometimes experience and clamor and slander be put away from you. Sometimes when you squash me, those are the things that wants to come out. Now scripture says, put it away from you. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgive you. There it is. Drawing a line between me and the moment on the cross where Jesus is in the most difficult circumstance, forgive them. Now forgive as God in Christ forgave you. It's what a task. But I think there's an important truth for us here in verse 32. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving as God in Christ forgave you. And the first thing I want to say this morning, this is only possible. Such forgiveness is only possible through you if it first happened to you. We can go to that next slide. As God in Christ forgave you. I will be able to forgive like in a like manner. Not equal to, alright? In a like manner. Only if His forgiveness is experienced deep in my heart. It's my only hope. If I feel it, if I sense it, if I taste it. And I am mindful of my sins. And I see Him forgiving me. Being on that cross. It opens up in me. It activates something in me so that I can too, in a similar way, extend such tender-hearted kindness to others. Are you with me this morning? And I want to go on a little bit because I want to ask this question. How do I know whether I've received that? So just allow me to push a bit further Jesus tells a story about a man. It's, oh no, it's not a story, it's an account. Simon, a Pharisee, invites Jesus into his house to eat with him. They sit in a circle with their feet to the outside. They're reclining at the table like they used to sit. And a woman comes in. Simon is a host. He, he's hosting Jesus. Woman comes in, a woman of the night, Afrikaanse, a vrou met losgewoontes. And she starts to minister, I don't know what to call it, she falls on the feet of Jesus, she anoints his feet, she cries on his feet, she dries his feet with her hair, and everyone in the room gets awkward because they know what this woman 
does in the night time. But Jesus is not awkward. He sits, he receives from this woman. And the man thinks, he thinks, this man surely is not a prophet. Because if he was a prophet, he would know who this woman is. Jesus then answers his thoughts. He says, I want to tell you a story. Two men are forgiven sums of money. The one man a large amount and the one man a small, account, a small amount. Which man would love the man more who forgave him? And Simon answers, I think the one who he forgave more. And Jesus said, that's right. And he says, following thing to Simon, he says, therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. And I don't have time to preach on this passage. But what Jesus is saying here, at least a big part of it, is, if we can go to that next slide. When forgiveness is welcomed deeply, I am able to love much. Okay. When forgiveness is welcomed deeply, you don't have to sin more. Okay? I don't think that's what Jesus said. You don't have to go and sin more, have many sins, ask for forgiveness, and then you'll love him more. You have enough sins. You just have to know it deeply. You just have to know it and take his forgiveness to all those sins, and you will love deeply. Now, here's the question. Let's go to that next slide. How do I know whether I have experienced deep forgiveness? That's the question you should ask. That's the question I'm asking this morning. How do I know whether I have taken the forgiveness of Jesus to the deep side of my heart? Because there is an important effect. If I do that, I will love greatly and I will be able to forgive in a similar matter. By the way, a, a pastor once said, a couple does not run out of love, they run out of forgiveness. Now I want to backtrack a little bit and read a passage because herein lies our answer. How do I know whether I have experienced the deep forgiveness of Jesus. Now, I'm going to read of the same account in that passage where that woman ministered to Jesus. Now, Jesus is talking to the man. He's explaining to him. He had a judgmental heart towards the woman. Look at what Jesus said. He said, then turning towards the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? Let me just give you a tip. You and I must ask ourselves now, Am I the woman or am I Simon? It's the purpose. Because one will come out receiving deep forgiveness and loving great. Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. Okay. <laughs> I just had to say that. <laughs> it's a position of a heart. Don't worry, okay? If you've got a shiner, don't worry, don't worry. 
Because I asked you, do you want to be like the woman or the man? You can be a male with short hair. That'll work. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little loves little. Simon, when I stepped into your house, this is what Jesus is saying, you're seeing me as a peer. And this man is, he's courteous towards the Lord. I don't know, maybe he's the man that deals lightly with forgiveness. Maybe there's some forgiveness because Jesus says there's two people in debt. The one owes a little, the one owes a lot. Maybe this man has started the journey. I don't know. But what Jesus is saying, you treat me as a peer. I come into your home. We all sit. I, I sit with the others. Um, probably they, got, they get served the same food. Because the way in which you relate with me is, you know, you're a good person. Maybe you see me as a pro- prophet with peers. But this woman comes in and she sees it differently. She becomes undone before me. It's a, this a, this a gemors. That's what it is. By Jesus' foot, it was a gemors. You know when, when, when dirty feet mixes with water and oil, you know how the floor looks? I know because I've got children. There's a gemors. She's becoming undone. Jesus is not her peer. She, he is her king. Why? She knows she needs forgiveness. And he's the one that grants it. And she loses everything. I say a naam gehad, it knows it gone. She does not care. And so here's the thing. Jesus on the cross says, Father, forgive him. I know this morning, and I'm almost done. Follow me here. In one way, I am a part of the Sanhedrin. I am a part of the people that sends Jesus to the cross. I am amongst those who hit him, blindfolds him, mock him. I am among those who says, Barabbas, not Jesus, other things, not Jesus. I'm among, amongst that. I am one of the people who watches an innocent man being crucified. I don't put my body on the line. I am like Peter. I deny him. In many ways, sometimes verbally, sometimes non-verbally. More before I knew him. Hopefully as I'm growing less and less. But here's the point. What would he say to me? Father, forgive us, man. He knows not what he does. Now, when I hear that, here's my question. Do I receive forgiveness deeply or not? When I hear that, Father, forgive Werner. Forgive Amanda, Sandra. Forgive Arthur. He knows not. When I hear that, do I treat him as a peer? Welcome in my life. Here's a table. Some food. Or do I become undone? Does my heart break before him? 
raak het morsig, as I accept deep in my heart what He has done for me, how do I know whether I have deeply received forgiveness, I become more like the woman and less like Simon the Pharisee. I become undone, and you know what, I don't care. Now, I have tasted a forgiveness so undeservingly, so what? How can God forgive me? I don't know, but it happens in me. Now let it live through you. Have his mind in Christ, which is yours, in Christ Jesus. Forgiveness is caught. It happens to you. It is an event received by faith, experienced in many levels, and then I can walk in that same forgiveness and honor my Savior. This has so many spin-offs. And we need books. If I'm becoming undone before the Lord because of my sin, if I know this, if I know this, and in one way, Spiritually, I'm before him in the position of this woman willing to serve and love. How can I go home and expect a perfect wife? How does it work? It's not coherent. Maybe if I'm like Simon, I expect the Lord, I'm going to give him a place amongst other people. You know, there's a place for the Lord in my life. He's my peer. Now when I go home, remember, I'm telling my wife, I'm going to do these things, but you better do those things. You see, because we are all in this transactional world. No, no, no. We want to have a mind of Christ. We become undone before the Lord, and we forgive in a different way. We become different people. We become sweet friends. Friends, but lack a smoke. There's something in us. There's a deep well that's been activated. Judas went back to the Jewish leaders for redemption. Peter went back to Jesus for redemption. I know Jesus found him, but at least he endured until Jesus found him. What about you and what about me? I want to say this. The same forgiveness, when Jesus said, Father, forgive them, it, it was announced over the people. Judas did not take it. Everyone did not take it. What about you and me this morning? Will we be Simon the Pharisee? If you are here, I'm sure there's there's a relationship with the Lord. You are here because you love him. Let's, let's become more like the woman. Let's break before the Lord. Forgiveness will flow from your heart in a way. You will have so much peace. Because no longer will offense weigh you down. No longer will you measure every word your mother says or your children says. You will become free because there's a different river that flows from you. It's the river of forgiveness. You will live. This morning, I want to lead us to the feet of the Lord in prayer. That's what I want to do this morning. And 
given opportunity for us to deal with the Lord. Maybe if we can stay seated like this this morning, I will appreciate that if you guys can um, play. That'll be cool. I want to, I want for a moment, let's be humble And I want to ask you, have you asked the Lord for the forgiveness of your sins? And I want you to go to his feet at this moment and say, Lord, I just come to your feet again. You can go there again. Even if you're a believer, you can go bow down at his feet but I want you to open your heart where you are sitting if let's just close your eyes say Lord wash away my sins and I want to challenge you name some of them Lord that time when I lied. It caused a lot of pain. Forgive me, forgive me. Become undone before him. I know you're sitting in a chair, but let it happen in your heart at least. Some of us here, we have been sinned against. The sins of others have broken over us like a wave. It's it's tough to hear this, but you also have sin of your own. Think about those for a moment. Say, Lord, I'm coming to you for my heart. Wash me deeply in my heart. Feel the warmth of His grace just where you are. As much as forgiveness is true and a command, it's also an experience. Experience His love in your heart. See yourself in Simon's house Stand up from the round table and make your way to his feet and say, Lord, I will worship you with all I have. She only had some oil. She probably carried around her neck. She poured it out on the Lord. What do you have? How did he make you? What is your skills, your means? Are you willing to put it all on his feet? Say, Lord, it's all yours. Here at your feet, I have found a safe haven here I will remain receive it now also he said Father forgive him don't say you don't know what I did I'll pray this prayer once I do a little bit better then I'll ask you again no 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 just receive it and give him the glory give him the honor worship you in this place Lord you are worthy of our praise worthy of our praise let your forgiveness flow in this place this morning let your forgiveness flow in this place now I want to take us beyond 
Let's be like him in a very practical way. I want you to search your heart for any un- unforgiveness, any hardness of heart towards a spouse, mother, father, child, colleague, friend, family member, business partner. Ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, show me an area where I can practice the forgiveness of Jesus right now. And He will show you. Now what I want you to do is in faith, as it happened to you, let forgiveness also flow to that person. Say, Lord, I forgive this person. I let go of my desire for revenge. Some of you have to whisper this, Lord, regarding this person, I am making, by faith I am saying, I let go of a desire to have revenge, to see them hurt. I forgive them and I present them to you. You will love them in the right way that they might also come to faith. Forgive you. Some of us we must say it. Say, Lord, I forgive that person. Then lastly, a very difficult one. Sometimes we sit with regrets and bitterness towards ourselves because we believe that we are in control so if we look back over times that we got hurt we are mad and hard towards ourselves we should have done this we should have said that and what i want you to do is to realize that you are not the holy spirit you are merely the one at jesus's feet so now what you can do is you've been forgiven by the lord you need to let go of it for yourself. You need to also forgive yourselves. And be free in the Lord. For as long as you have that unforgiveness towards yourself, you are not fit for ministry. Because all your attention goes back to yourself. It's a trap of an enemy. It seems, it looks godly and self-reflective, but it can be very harmful because you can close your ministry. So where you are sitting, if you have any regrets, you take it to yourself. You need to say, Lord, help me to forgive myself in the same way that you've forgiven me. Because I need to be free to minister again, to make a difference, to love bravely those around me. But I'm afraid because maybe I'll mess it up again. Let's have deliverance for that in the name of Jesus this morning. Let's just stand as we finish off this morning. Let's stand together and let's just finish in faith. So what I want us to do is, just while every eye is closed, if if God is, if, if He's been speaking to you regarding your own relationship with Him, to come back for deep forgiveness, just put up both your hands up in the sky and say, Lord, I'm all in. If he has told you to forgive someone else, just put up both your hands and say, Lord, I'm all in. If 
he's telling you this morning to forgive yourself, just put up both hands and say, I'm just responding with my body, Lord. Let your hands almost feel like it's touching his feet. Say, Lord, I'm in. I want to be like you. And just hold your hands there for a moment. And just breathe and say, Lord, I am yours. You work with me and you use me any way you want in this world. And I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can lower your hands. I want to make one invitation. I'm going to dismiss you formally. We've got another service. If you feel heavy, if you felt resistance in your heart when you were praying for yourself or for someone else, we've got some facilitators. We want to pray it through with you especially if you feel the need to just present yourself to the Lord, to ask Him for forgiveness and start a relationship with Him or come back to Him, then please come to the front. We'll pray with you. We'll also pray with you if you find it hard to forgive someone else or yourself. God bless you. You are formally dismissed. You're welcome to, to leave through the back door and grab a coffee. And we'll be in front for prayer. Thank you, everyone.